So. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> was that something in there that was uh, yeah. valuable, perhaps? Absolutely. Obviously, yeah. I know that's a ton of information. No, uh, but in general, kind of what what strikes you about kind of that perspective of Mensch, Macher, and and uh, or excuse me, Schlepper, Macher, Mensch phase. I feel like a, a lot of the phases kind of overlap. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think there's there's a lot of mensch in Schlepper and Mocker, not as much in Mocker probably, but um, I feel like the obviously they're, they're distinct and probably happen in the progression, like he said. But I feel like they, there's a lot of overlap. In them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You could probably adapt the attitudes, the wisdom of the mensch even. Or, does that mean, yeah, is that yeah, what you're yeah, saying? Yeah. Like you could. You could borrow from that or, or utilize that and, sure. and live that out. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think that's totally true. I think the schlepper phase sucks. <laughs> but then yeah. you look back on it and there mm-hmm. are like times, I, I think for me especially, because I feel like I'm just now I'm starting to leave that phase in a way. Not all the way. But um, there are so many times that I feel like we're so consequential with the Lord in the schlepper phase because mm-hmm. you literally are just left alone with your thoughts and with the Father. Because um, you're doing something so like mundane that it's like I have to fill my brain with something, and so there's almost a, a level of relationship with the Lord that has to be developed in a new, different way when you move on to Mocker or Mensch, because the Schlepper phase like provides such a void in your thoughts. <laughs> it's like I can spend time with God here, but when you're constantly like solving problems or figuring out solutions or whatever, it's a lot harder to like invite God into that equation because it's already full. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also wonder too, like how many of our parents or grandparents have truly gone the traditional of like schlepper, mocker, mensch, because I feel like people in my family even is like schlepper, 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 <laughs> you know, or it's like, you yeah. know, you just, the blue collar, like you put your head down and you don't ask questions and you... Yep kick ass and take names and that's how you do it and like I wonder like what our upbringings almost uh, inspire in us you know if I'm raised by a schlepper and a mensch like does that make me want to be a mocker I need to be more productive than these people or if I'm raised by a mocker and a mensch am I yeah. you know can I just take it easy if I'm raised by two schleppers am I a mocker and then I only want to be a mocker because nobody else was productive I just wonder mm-hmm. how the roles of those who come before you influence you yeah. to assume roles, but also hmm. to ins- to be inspired. You know. Yeah. So I think it's a good. I think it's a good like guideline to see and almost give meaning to certain areas of our lives that we've been through, and like wondering like ah, what why was I like that or why did I do things in that particular way? It kind of gives a little bit of meaning to uh, the motivations that that pushed us to do, you know, certain things that we did. And, and, and I think on that note, Mason, I think uh, my dad's, a, I think my dad's a total mocker. And I think in a lot of ways, a mensch as well, but is, is very much a do and has been the best of the things that he's done and, mm-hmm. and being raised that way. And then especially going into the, f- the same career field that he was in, you know, is like, wow. Okay. So he was like the best at all of this. And my grandfather was also the best at all of this. Like, yeah. uh, that's a lot. Like, I feel pressure. I like, yeah, well, I'm like, man, I'm not the best at this. Like, and, and even just with everything else, because that's who my dad is and who my mom is. I think they're both, you know, they've always 
strive to be the best at what they did that like in everything that I've done since I've been born there's been this uh, expectation that I think I've put on myself they've never even really put it on me but just from who they are as people you have to be the best at everything that you do and if you're not you're doing something wrong you know and they never ever put that pressure on me I did it on myself obviously but like you know sports music whatever it was was like I have to be the best at this or I'm not doing it right Mm -hmm. so I think it's cool like get a little bit of background on like okay well that makes a little more sense you know I I wasn't the best at that but there's a reason for that you know it was that you know just grind phase and get it done or it was the all right now I am the best at this or Mm -hmm. so I think it gives it a lot of background and a lot of meaning to stages of our lives I think that's pretty cool I also wonder in the schlepper phase where it said like so many ideas come to people who are in the schlepper phase like um, like I wonder what parts of your brain come alive when there's so much space mm-hmm. because like I can think of like some people all they're thinking about is what they're going to do when they get out of that phase and other people just become so refined in their craft like I would call a king a mocker or a, a mensch but the craftsman whose work comes before the king in the bible is a schlepper like that dude is always a schlepper you know but if you refine your craft and like everything that you do to be doing something so mundane or whatever, if if you're like it said that there's almost like a vast opening of like if I don't do this it's gonna suck. You know, it's, I feel like some people pour into their craft and other people pour into something outside of what they're currently doing. And like taking a look, I think just my like my, my dad. I wouldn't say that he's like because I don't want to be like degrading in any way, but he like is such a craftsman. Like my dad will just like pour his thoughts and his mind into like what he does and but the fact that he comes up with solutions the way he does is not a schlepper no like, but like that's but like, you can be a mocker and a craftsman i just think or like or mention a craftsman yeah. Yeah. or or like i feel like the bridge for some is really difficult like to to go from one to another it feels like i can't be uh what is it the middle one a mocker, mocker. in this area like how do I be a mocker here you know how am I going to be a mocker if I'm doing laundry or something you know it's like what do I do with this thing when there's not much room for innovation it's like I just have to and yeah I don't know I just like or like my grandpa is the same thing like just very good at one thing but always content to just do that thing not necessarily like I'm going to rule the whole kingdom of the world by I'm going to take over everything and start a business that does this thing it's like just really good like i feel like there's almost an entire generation that was like just really refined at something that was just like you were so good at being a mechanic or you were so good at you know being an operator in a way or something that's interesting because i just had this conversation with both my dad and then jake bueller's dad as well actually Mm -hmm. because my dad was talking to me the other day and just talking about fire department stuff and getting hired on he's like if that's what you, you know if that's what you want that needs to be like only thing you think about you you know you eat you sleep you poop everything firefighting and and like d- to a degree to a degree like yep. <laughs> yeah. fire truck fire truck yeah exactly nailed it yeah or nailed it but like like to a degree that's true you know you have to put in that effort um but also i was i mean kind of the conversation that ended up coming up was i was like i think there's a generational difference between his generation and my generation, and even more so um, my grandfather's generation and our generation, in which, like, my dad and his generation and a lot of the people from his generation that, that I've known, um, they they knew what they were going to do, 
and they focused all of their time and attention. They put everything into it, and that's what it was in the world at that point was work, work, and you know this is what it is. You know, you just work so that you can support your family, and this is what it is. Whereas I think our generation has gone, I, in my opinion, too far to the other side, and there needs to be a middle ground. But I think our generation has gone too far to the other side of like, oh well, you know, we have to focus on you know our mental health and things we like to do too. So there's like that middle ground of being able to yes, put in a hundred percent into your into your job and into your work, but also understanding that there is a mental health aspect and that like you know there's other parts of life that you you know should dive into and I think it did a good job explaining it in there of of which it's not I don't think it necessarily was even talking about like your trade or your craft or whatever fully I mean it talked about a few things with it but I think it was talking in general with like just knowledge or just wisdom more than actual Mm -hmm. tangible you know crafts or trades it was more you know just kind of what I got out of it I guess is the mensch was the one that like almost even understood like I'm not going to know everything about everything and I'm not going to be the best at everything Mm -hmm. but I'm going to to the best of my ability help people get through these tough situations or help myself get through this tough situation where whereas like the mocker might just be focused on this is my problem I have to solve this problem whereas the the mensch then took it to the next step and was like I you know figured out how to get through this let's help other people through it they have that general wisdom and even understanding I'm not going to be the best at everything I'm not going to be good at everything Mm. and and I think it explained it well in there but I don't know yeah I thought that was interesting sorry I missed the opening are we just general thoughts yeah is Marcus Nick or Caleb you guys talked to him Caleb did what do you guys think um I think it's hard because I just feel stuck in the schlepper phase. I'm like, they're talking mm. about finding that idea or something to move out. It's like, well, if you don't have that, you're just still stuck in the schlepper phase. There's no way to get out. Mm. If it's like that new, mm. either the person pulls you out or you don't have the idea to grow out of it. You're just like, all right, so how do I get out of the schlepper phase? Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm kind of going to echo Mason here and thinking about like, how your parents affect the way that you think. And as I come from a few generations of hardcore mockers. Just, <laughs> yeah. Very driven, get it done. Yeah. This is how. Yeah. Get out of my way. So I haven't really thought about hmm. the yeah. mindsets and the ways hmm. that I think because of that. Yeah. Hmm. Almost like you, it's so overbearing that it's like, I need to just have space. Like, <laughs> Do you feel like you are attracted to that and feel like a desire to continue that? Or do you feel like you're kind of like, is there a different way of looking at when success I, or manhood or life? Or... When I hear mensch or schlepper, I think like, oh, like, you know, like you kind of need to go through that. But when I hear mocker, I'm like, yeah, let's go. That's, that's the right That's answer. where I'm that's, right. Right. Yeah. that's the answer. Yeah. This is what we need. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I wonder how many of like the characters in the Bible were like certain things, dude. Like, I it makes me think of a couple scriptures. Mm-hmm. There's one in Proverbs that says it's better to work a job with your two hands, which is just like 
work like a simple job is how I like read into that. And I thought about that a lot during college when I was hating my engineering homework, just hating it. <laughs> I was like, I am so done. The Bible says to just be a custodian. That's what it says. <laughs> Proverbs, your relationship with the Lord will be awesome. Like you think about like, um, I've heard stories of people who have visions of, you know, they can see like how close to God people are in their day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. And they're like walking through a hotel and, you know, some super wealthy people are coming in and they have their, their luggage and, you know, you can see like the status of like how close they are mm-hmm. to God and stuff. And like the person that was the closest to God in the vision was the bellhop yeah. who just hits the buttons in the elevator. And he just sits there all day and just thinks about God and includes him in everything. And so I guess my question, like after reading all that and thinking about it, is like, I feel like the schlepper phase is the easiest one. Maybe the, maybe the schlepper and the mensch phase are the easiest ones to like include God and have like a solid relationship with God. But I honestly don't know how as a mocker where you're so like, you know, intellectually focused and like analytical and just driven and like there's so much put on you. I don't know how you have like a deep relationship with God while in that phase. And I don't like, so it's almost like you, I feel like you have to have God call you into that where it's like, you're gonna, I need you to get through this phase where like you got to put your head down and you got to learn a lot, innovate a lot, learn how to be like, you know, the man in this area so that I can graduate you to the place where you efficiently teach people in the lower levels as a mensch. I don't know. Do you guys feel like you can be like in that mocker kind of phase and still like have a solid relationship with the Lord? Because part of me is like, I'll just stay a schlepper. I, I like the Lord's been, I've been talking to God a lot about like Nehemiah, ways to build the wall. Like for some reason in this last season, like the last part of last year, I was reading that and I felt like I was like, there are times where all you do is spend time with me in the secret place and you grow a relationship with me and then there are other times where I take that and I use that almost like a seed to call you to do something mm. incredible and you cannot accomplish the incredible thing I'm going to ask you to do without having that time but it is going to look completely different like for Nehemiah what is it 52 days or whatever he builds a wall around all of Israel it's crazy and they tried for like 72 years or something and he did it but, but there was something every single moment of his day and it was all facilitated by God, but not necessarily an interactive conversation with God. Mm. And I think when I look at that story and how he had a build-up and a relationship not only with his nation, but with the Father enough to have his heart pulled to go, and then to have the wisdom of how to accomplish it, he had to have a relationship with the Lord in that time. But during his actual accomplishment, I don't think he was like, God, how do I place this brick? How do I tell that guy to pick up his sword? Like, you just do it. And then, after that, your story's told. And I feel like that's the time of it. There is that 52 days, or for some of those 52 years, or whatever, where you are, like, God's like, I need you to do this. Because if you don't do this, my people die. Or if you don't do this, I can't pave a way for the future generation to have a relationship with me the way I've called them to. Like, I need you to do this thing. And I think you have to be a mocker in that phase, but I think the relationship with God, for me right now, in my personal time with God, and even just in general, like I feel more in the mocker phase, which is weird. Like just like you gotta, whatever. Cause I like living in Tennessee, 
probably. It was like my least favorite time of my whole life. But the Schlepper is like so alive in that season for me, where it was just like hour upon hour, all I knew to do was meditate with Jesus and just cry with him and all that stuff. And I missed that time, but now I feel like he's asking me to build something. And I don't know what it is, and I don't know why it is, but I know it's like important. And so it's like build the thing. And I think, like, I think that's a great question though. Like, how do you incorporate God into something that feels so driven? Like, it's so, like, I need to accomplish this. And I think it's really easy to like let like lose sight of where God is in that time because you just feel like I need to. There's like a list of accomplishments, or you know, there's one thing that I really feel like I have the energy and the purpose and the that I was made to do this, and I don't know how to involve God in something that I feel like He's telling me to go do. But there's this illustration that somebody told me one time where it was like there are all these people worshiping in a. Um, in a room and there are three people and one person God is like over their shoulder like whispering into their ear and one person God will come and tell them a word and then leave and come back and tell them another word and then leave and then one person God just like doesn't even go over to them and in their illustration the person who was closest to God was the one that God was like he's good and then this Mm. person was like I need to give him a little direction and then I'm good, and I a little more direction, and then this person is the one who's like, I need to be in this person's back pocket at all times because they need me that much. And I like, I wonder how much the graduation of manhood sometimes looks like, like the same way that the virgins are like, I know the father's coming. Like I haven't seen him, like, but I have my oil lamp. Like I had an encounter with God, and I know what it looks like to be a faithful steward waiting for him, but I'm not like interacting with God every day. Like. I, I remember the love, like, I remember what he showed me. I remember, like, the Jeremiah 2-2 loves, like, being a bride just led by the Father in a land not yet sown. But then there's a time where God kind of leaves the picture for a second almost. Not like your relationship is over, but it's not as much like every word. You're, like, hanging on every word of what he's going to say. And, like, I don't know. I wonder if that's, like, a good thing, <laughs> I guess, because it's just scary sometimes and not where he's at but mm. also to know who he is I don't know now I'm just rambling sorry you're great does that make any sense yeah yeah okay. well did you share your original thoughts when you first read it what were you what, what stood out to you um yeah. Uh, he's a man. He's very good. You're very good. Yeah. Pull the wisdom out. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I guess I, it, it, with me, it just makes me think of, yeah, what are the things that God would want to speak to us or reveal about himself in those different phases? Uh, like you shared, you know, wow, man, I feel like, you know, 25... I'm in the schlepper stage, so like, when is that like magic golden ticket, you know, yeah. out of here, you know, yeah. into the next yeah. level of success or just established in your gifting or your talents or your um, acceleration of your of your success or whatever, you know, your career or whatever it might be. Relationship. Um, so yeah, I, I guess I just I thought this is valuable for one thing of just that perspective of of growing. You know, my thoughts are how how does it make a difference if we have an end goal? Because I think a lot of times the world sets that mocker as that's the end goal, mm. right? Like just achieve, conquer, dominate, put everybody else stay out of business, there. whatever it takes. Yeah. Just get to the top and and stay at the top, and that's it. And I think you know we have enough examples of people that have done that, and 
you know, Steve Jobs, you know, died alone or whatever. You know, I mean, just these, these yep. crazy stories of billionaires and captains of industry and that, like, are miserable, and you're like, okay, that's weird. Because, you know, yep. we're kind of being told that's that's it. That's the big win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there something else? And I loved how this just kind of opened up, you know, that aspect of, yeah. of the mensch as like, oh, wow, huh. You know, at what if there was something for you guys that... Uh, define the mensch, what would it be? A characteristic. Like a picture or like yeah, a, like a, a person, person we know? Oh, any, it could be anything. Uh, yeah, a picture, a, a, a quality, a characteristic, a person you know, Son of a mensch. I feel like not being surprised by anything. Yeah. Like when I think of a mensch, I almost think of like, this is such a vivid picture. Like the old western movies, where like there's a cowboy, yeah, and he's like at his kitchen table and he's got a beer and he's just sitting there. And his wife just busts into the room, is like, The Indians, they're right outside, and he's like, I will attend to that. But first, I will drink this beer, <laughs> and it does not trouble so, me. And he's like, I will get the boys, yeah. and they will kill, we will win. Yeah. But he's like, I've got seven minutes left that I'm gonna enjoy. Like, it's just like not it, like being unshaken, just like, hmm. come what may, I know my role, I know how this ends. Like, I'm gonna drink this damn beer, like, you know, just yeah. like it doesn't. Like a confidence and trust. Like a situational like, yeah. dominance. But it's mm. like inward. Where he's not the guy who's like, call Joe, he'll go kill every single Indian. It's the guy who's like, all right, we'll take care of that. Like, but you know, not that Indians are bad in this illustration, but like that whole. Yeah. The cowboys there. <laughs> yeah. The cowboys there. Yeah. But. I think what I was kind of picking up on with, with all of that and what was kind of being pictured in my brain. Um, was that the like getting to that point of mensch was uh, when because this was like you said not necessarily from a Christian mm-hmm. standpoint but um, my brain was just kind of going to the Christian standpoint and I, that for to me the mensch yeah <laughs> how dare you dance <laughs> but the the mensch was uh, when you're existing in the spirit mm-hmm. and the mocker was when. Mm. Earth, earthly wise you were the top of your game you know whatever it may be like you're you're great you're an amazing person you're doing great you're killing it but the 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 um, the uh, mensch was moving past that and existing in the spirit and that's why I think there's that's why you know it has that you know not being surprised or you know just being ready for everything or just that all-knowing wisdom and and like I said earlier, not necessarily expecting to be the best at everything or you don't have to be the best at everything you do, but existing in the spirit because that's who the spirit is and that, that brings you that wisdom and then it's not you. Because I think, I think if it really comes down to it as humans, I don't think we have the capability to be a mensch fully. Right. I just, I, I yep. just, I mean, that's just what we are as humans. Our selfishness. Yeah. Yeah. Strive it'll always come up at some point. And, yeah. you know, part of us. and so I don't think we have the capability as humans to become a mensch without existing in the spirit. So I think that's what I was kind of picturing. Dude, I love that. That's a powerful... I, I kind of see in my mind 
Is it Qui Gon Jinn? Oh yeah, Qui Gon Jinn. But just that idea of like you're raising up generations of Jedi. Hmm. You realize it's not the battle is way beyond you, mm-hmm. and there's even a time when your sacrifice can be a strategic move, right? Huh. Like yeah. you're yeah. like, and all of a sudden your clothes are like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. it's like you you can't. <laughs> I cannot be destroyed because mm, yeah. I've invested uh, in generate mm. like the battle will go on. Yeah. And yeah. you know what's the like oh, I will only get stronger if you you know whatever. Like there's just that whole idea of, of uh, you know um, super cool. I, I love that it, to me it's like you know Peter Gurgis and, and I've been talking he's been challenging me about just like first John four. God is love, man. Jesus is love. Like we have no idea how much he is love. Like literally we don't get it. We don't understand how far he's willing to go to love people. You know, mm. we kind of have our little boundaries of like, well, wait a second, who did you vote for? Or what's your position on LGBTQ? Yeah. And what's, wait a second, you know, abortion? I, we have these fence lines in, yeah. the, in the church mm. or in the kingdom of God or, or as Christians or as pastors or whatever. And, and he's just been challenged. Man, dude, Jesus is freaking crazy. Like, mm. he's willing to run places that, mm. you know, he's willing to tie the rope around his leg and jump into the sand like Wesley, you know, and Princess Bride. Wesley. Like, yeah. you know, like he's willing to go after people that we would yeah. be like, oh, no, like they're surely too far gone. And they're not. You know, Jesus is that radical in his boldness, strength, mensch spirit of it's not about me. I will lay down my life. You know, yeah. greater love has no one than this to lay down his life for his friends. Like that radical, bold, courageous, strong, humble manhood mm. that is love. It, it's genuinely love. I think to me when I think of Mensch, it's just that idea of somehow over over time and exactly right in the spirit of God. I don't think it's possible. I mean, whoever yep. this writer is evidently thinks it's possible. Right. And that's fine. I'm not going to yeah. make an argument out of it. But, but I think for all of us that, that are here saying, no, absolutely, like saying, Jesus, transform me from my hunger and my appetite for success for me. Mm-hmm. Because believe me, guys, as pastors, dude, we're just as guilty, if not more guilty, than anybody else. Of, I want a ministry that's successful. I want, you know, every bit of ego and pride you could think of in any other profession. I've sinned in it of, I want my name to be known as this now. I want to be a teacher that's engaging. I want people to laugh and cry and be like, oh my gosh, what Mm. Oh my gosh, Shine Church, wow, look at what they're doing in the city. You know yeah. what I'm saying? All right. the ego, all the pride, all the sin, it's there. At least I can speak for myself, can't speak yeah. for your dad or others, but you know, I can yeah. speak for myself. All of the mocker stage, let's yeah. be something, mm. let's build something, let's do something that nobody's ever done. That's all there, and it, it does take the Holy Spirit to transform us and go, dude, all of that's worthless. Mm. Right? First Corinthians 13, it's like, dude, speak the tongue of men and angels. If you have not love, yeah. it's nothing, man. I'm not impressed. God's like, dude, I love you, but like, I'm not impressed with, with, yeah. with how you're choosing to give your life back to me if it's not lived in love, if it's not lived building others up. I love your dad is one of his mottos is, dude, I want to make other people great. You know? Yeah. And he's yeah. done that. He's literally stooped down you know, uh, in my life and, and propped me up and given me opportunities to, to lead and to have influence. And, you know, so, um, yeah, I think there's something really powerful, but it is supernatural, like you're yeah. saying, Chandler. Mm-hmm. I think that's absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. What, what do you think God, just, uh, what do you think God would speak to 
us when we're in that schlepper phase? What are some of the things that, that by the Spirit of God we can almost hear God saying, like, dude, I know where you're at. <laughs> I know what you're feeling. What, 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 would, what would God say to us in that schlepper phase? I think, and uh, Mason, we talked about this a little while ago, but... Um, you know, there might be certain desires and passions that you have in that in that schlepper phase that, like, this is something I want to do or this is something that I want to eventually get into or whatever. And uh, something me and Mason had talked about a while back is, like, if there is, you know, something like that in your life, then surround yourself with mockers and mentions of that thing. Mm-hmm. You know, because if, if you're mm-hmm. existing, wanting to be, you know, for me, uh, I want to be a firefighter and be in ministry and all that stuff. And so, uh, like... If I'm existing wanting to do that, but I'm just kind of sitting over here in my bubble, you know, and I go work at Home Depot, you know, and whatever, it's I'm probably not going to move very far or very mm-hmm. quickly if I'm going to move at all. But, you know, surrounding yourself with the, the mockers and menches of the thing that you want to do or the thing that you're pursuing, I guess. That was something me and Mason talked about a little while ago. I feel like he loves the slumber phase. <clears throat> Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, there's like a, like when I think about that time in my life, not like it's forever ago or that it's never going to come again, but like, just the season was like, I don't get this. Like, nothing makes sense about what I have to do right now. This <laughs> sucks. Like, this makes zero sense. Um, but I've never felt that close to the Lord. And I, I feel like, it's almost like, like a love story where it never stops, but there are moments that like define it, you know? Like when a movie is made about a love story, there are like key points and key parts. And I feel like God's love for us is made so evident in our seasons that don't make sense without him. Mm-hmm. Like this makes no sense, God. If you're not here, everything about this time is the worst. And then things will start to make sense because that's I just think that's the way the world works like if you do put your head down and work hard that's valued on earth not just in the kingdom of heaven that's valued if you do it it's like a law of logic like you will be rewarded you will gain more but like the that's like Solomon who says everything's meaningless Mm -hmm. except for like the hard work under the sun yeah Mm -hmm. and like I just think that the the time with God in those moments, like they're they're crucial, like, um, and they're they're beautiful. I think the mm-hmm. Lord, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Like you they, said you have the mind space to meditate, be in communication, mm-hmm. dream, like you said, figure mm-hmm. out what is it that I, where is my heart, mm-hmm. and even I think something really beautiful about the 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 schlepper's phase is that that is the your primary source of satisfaction is the Lord. Mm-hmm. It's not what you're doing. Yeah. It's not the current phase. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you guys for a fact that when you start coming into the mocker phase, dude, all of a sudden it's weird because the little mistress of success, mm-hmm. I don't care if it's ministry success, business success, whatever it is, all of a sudden 
making more money, you're doing what you love to do, you're getting recognized and valued for your work and your contribution. Mm. People are starting to be like, oh, hey, Pastor John's like, oh, DJ, you're the Bible guy. What's, where's that passage found? And all of a sudden you're like, oh. oh you know what I'm saying? Like, I am being, it's just like mantles of favor. But they start weighing you down because you're loving them. You're like, oh, the coat of many colors. Wow, I'm highly favored. Mm. And that can be an idol. Or something that all, of, or even with our spouses, all of a sudden they start feeling because we're like, dude, I just get tons of gratification over here. I'm like a rock star over here, and I come home and I'm supposed to do the dishes and I'm supposed to read the kids' Bible stories. Like, okay, you know what I'm saying? But here I'm like somebody, yeah, you know. And so all of a sudden, if you didn't lay the foundation in the time of the schlepper phase to say, God, you are my first love, like I am doing this only because you say to keep this stupid job, like. When I was a junior achievement, it was like, I the only reason I'm here is because I you won't let like me quit. You've said you <laughs> won't let me quit. And so every day literally is like, are you getting glory? Okay, good. What about now? Okay, good. Like like one brick at a time, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. whoosh, like people are just whipping you. Oh. Just like, okay, you said, right. I, this is still what you want? All right. And so there's that literally moment by moment perseverance only because you believe in your heart God is being glorified in that phase by your obedience, your perseverance, your endurance your humility, your teachability, you know, all of those things that just, they do suck. I mean, they're not fun. It's, it's not, we all must rather be in the, woo I'm yeah. getting to do what I love and be acknowledged for it. But that's such a powerful foundation in our, in our love character with God. Mm. Because then, dude, how many people have you seen that have gotten to the mocker stage, succeeded based on their talents, based on their gifts? The talents will open the door to the king. Mm -hmm. What happens is if we haven't laid the foundation here, that can take over. And the tail can wag the dog. And there's people that are just trying to keep churches open. What's the next great idea? I gotta write another book. I gotta go to another conference. I gotta write another song. I gotta like it's 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 about keeping the plate of success spinning rather than what we learn in the quiet place. Mm. I just be like, look, mm. it's just you and me, man. Mm. Wow. It's, it's it's just you and me. Like, yeah, if you wanna use me, and if somebody thinks I'm great, fine. Like that's mm. overflow. But it's about you and me loving each other. How do you think you can invite that into a mocker phase? Because I feel like if you are, mm -hmm. you can't necessarily just mm -hmm. jump from schlepper to mm -hmm. right um, to skip it, right? Right. Mm -hmm. And yeah. in the mocker phase, and you were talking about this, like it's like this is it's hard to have God here. Mm -hmm. Like, how do I bring Him in in a new way, like mm -hmm. without? Like sabotaging yeah. my career. It my looks career. different. Yeah. It looks so. Don't expect it to look the same. Mm -hmm. But I think the cool part is when you realize when you're in the marker stage, and man, everything's clicking and jiving, dude. The years that when 2008, when we when we started Castle Rock Campus, I remember, dude, coming out of the worship ministry where I mm -hmm. felt second rate. Jonathan Wood came in. He was a rock star, prophetic, can play every instrument, just such a great musician, great worship leader, great whatever. I had been a worship pastor. Totally felt threatened. Totally felt like, dude, that's the real deal. But I have the job. I'm mm -hmm. getting paid. But he really, everybody knows it. He's way better than me. It's just a matter of time. You know? Wow. And so Pastor Chris would start having him do, like, different, oh, ladies retreat. Oh, Jonathan, Gina, do this, do that. And I'm like, okay, my time, like, I see the writing on the wall. Like, I'm not going to last long. And then all of a sudden, campus pastoring opened up. And it was like, like the ugly duckling became a beautiful swan. I was like, 
I was made for this, to recruit people into a vision, to meet with people. Oh, Kathy and Shannon Benson, want to be youth leaders. Oh my gosh, we're out of time. You know, Donnie mm -hmm. uh, Camp, do you want to be a worship pastor? Like, all of a sudden, I was up at five o'clock in the morning journaling at Starbucks. Like, mm -hmm. ideas, creativity, bang, 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 just on adrenaline. Mm -hmm. And I was, frankly, really good at what I was doing. It was like, oh my gosh, relational ministry, recruiting people, selling a vision, building excitement. Dude, we were always up to 500. You know, your parents were on staff. I mean, family ministries was exploding, journey to the yeah. cross. Everything was booming on all cylinders. But the cool part is when in the midst of all that success, you go, wow, Lord, I miss you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? When you're mm -hmm. like, I mean, I know you're getting glory for this. And I've used this idea of in a marriage, when a woman gets pregnant, the baby obviously takes a, a, a big portion of the sex drive, of, of, the, of the outward appearance of the woman. You know what I'm saying? There's just yeah. so much that, that has to make room for this baby. So and I look at that. Sometimes God, like to your point, the mocker stage, sometimes God's like, I'm going to let you have a baby for me. I'm going to conceive a baby of vision in you. Mm -hmm. It's going to change how you look. It's going to change how you feel. You might not always feel like, oh, God, hoo -hoo, let's just worship yeah. for hours. Like, no, sometimes you're like, i got to, you know, do this, do this, do this. Yeah, like, deadline's gone. Yeah, I mean, God, God's entrusted <laughs> you with a vision. How right? do you know, God? How, How do you know? know? How do you know? <laughs> but again, I think, I don't think God's purpose is for us to never again. It's cyclical. Does that make sense? It's yeah. like we might have a season of, of, of uh, pregnancy where, yeah, it doesn't feel the same. We're not just sitting around dancing into the fireplace, blah, blah. Um, and, and it's kind of about the doing and the, and the building. But then I think we come back because in the midst of those seasons, we miss the intimacy. And we're like, God, I just want to go to the mountain with you. Just, just dude, yes, let all this success and all these great things that are happening, you know, let that continue. But like, I just Don't need to be just with you. I just need to be with you. Yeah. And I just need to pour into me and remind me why I'm in love with you. And all of a sudden, then that can usher into a season where God then impregnates us with another level of vision. Mm. But it's always this, you know what I'm saying? Relationship begets vision and fruit. Just like in marriage. Relationship intimacy begets an actual tangible thing that's a baby. Yeah. And so that cycle of relationship fruitfulness, relationship fruitfulness, relationship fruitfulness, you know, mm. I think continues. And that's a cool thing where then that friendship continues to grow. Because ultimately then we realize it ain't about all the success and all the babies. I'm, you know, I'm not like, oh God, I've had 23 babies for you. I hope you're happy and impressed. Yeah. Yeah. It's about... God, like, you know, like, we're in love, like, and yes, there's fruit, mm. fine, whatever, like, praise mm. God, I'm delighted that I'm able to bear fruit for you, but, you know, mm. the intimacy, that's the, the juice, that's the, yeah. the stuff that I live for, and I think that's maybe what helps us move to that mansion phase, because mm. then we're friends of God. Once you've done right? that over and over God. and mm -hmm. over, and you get more of a confidence of, like, okay... I know mm -hmm. how to do this. Like, mm -hmm. God and I got this. Yep. Then you you're, you yep. shift your focus from doing yep. that just between you and God to mm -hmm. helping other people see. Yeah, we've had a bunch you of ladies. You can do this. I mean, that's a weird example because we're not women. Yeah. But, but you know, we've we've been through that. We know we get we know the drill. We've proved, we don't have anything to prove, right? Like, I'm yeah. not like, could I have a baby? Dude, I've had how many? You know, symbolically yeah. speaking, could I build a vision? Yeah. Once you've done it several times, you're like, I'm not asking myself that question. Yeah. I don't have to prove anything. And not that we ever do have to prove, you know, but I mean, right. I think we think. You, it feels I that get way. it. On this side of it, we're like, oh, yeah. do I have what it takes? You know, again, coming back to your wild at heart, do I have, you know, am I dangerous? Do I have strength? Right. Can I put out? Can I exactly. be a man? And, and so I think that's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. 
But then I, as we go through on the other side, then it's like, oh, sweet. Oh, God, like there's this cool, sweet spot. Mm. We're like, okay, we're warriors. Like we're knights at the round table. Mm. My, my honor is not in question by mm. God, by King Arthur. Like, you know, we know we've been in battle together and now we can actually look beyond ourselves to like, who are we helping with their battle? Yeah. You know, and enter knighthood. What of those three, I feel like, I feel like it's the mocker, but like, like Israel throughout the Bible, like there's a whole narrative of how they've known so many other lovers, right? Mm-hmm. Like how as a nation, they had a special time with the Lord and then they forsook that and completely turned to another lover, turned to another, you know, just that illustration even in the Hosea with like the harlot and the like, you've, you've left me. How do you like? Do you think that those kinds of things creep up on us, or do you think that they're decisions? Like, do you think it's a decision? To I think leave? they creep up mm. because there's so much pleasure. And again, God's made us to enjoy being recognized. There's nothing wrong with honor. God, God dude, the culture of honor, God invented it. Mm-hmm. Talk about in 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 Exodus 28 or 29. It says several times, it's talking randomly about the garments of the priests for the tabernacle. Mm-hmm. And several times, two or three times in that passage, it says, he made these and designed these to give them dignity and honor. Hmm. To give the priests dignity. So God is all about, he's got so much dignity and honor to this oozing out his pores. You know, he doesn't, he's <laughs> yeah. not like, he's give, give me dignity, respect me. He's like, I don't need your, the last thing I need is your respect. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I I welcome it because it's good for you to give me honor and worship. (laughs) But trust me, the last thing I need is you little peons to give me honor. So he's got it. It's oozing out of his pores. He's giver of honor. You know what I'm saying? Which I think we can, we can join him in that. Mm -hmm. The world, this is a slip side. The world is starving for honor. BLM, starving for honor. Wars are fought over people or nations or people groups feeling dishonored, feeling whatever. Dude, God has so much honor to give. And if we'll just join him, like if we'll let him establish his honor in us, then we're no longer fighting for honor. You step. No, you step. No, you, dude, you step. Go ahead. You know, Lincoln, he said he was on a a train with his uh, political opponent, President Lincoln. And uh, his opponent, I think his name was Douglas or MacArthur, I forget. Uh, his, they met in the hallway, it's very narrow, and his opponent said, I never get out of the way for a fool. And Lincoln said, I always do. And got out of the way. <laughs> so, I mean, you get that Jedi mensch humility, uh-huh. you know, honor of just, but again, that's a diss. But I mean, in God's economy, how do I give honor to somebody who's starving for it to the point where they're violent, they're angry, they're bitter? Dude, the culture of God, all I say. So, come back, Exodus, God gives us dignity and honor. Um, and what was your question, or I forget yours, of just how do we... Does it creep up on you? Like yes. Just, uh... That honor, I think it subtly, we start looking at the robes that God places on us, ironically. He's the one that's putting gold chains on us. Success, honor, thank you for your faithfulness. Daniel in the Bible, you interpreted the dream. Boom, here's a scarlet robe, here's a, or a purple robe, here's a, a you know, gold chain around your neck. But again, if we don't maintain the intimacy... You know, the very blessing of God, the very thing that he honored us with and rewarded us with can be the very thing that becomes an idol, which is so sad. But he doesn't stop. You know what I'm saying? He still does it because that's his character. He's like, dude, you honored me. I will bless you. It's just just my way. Even if I know that two weeks down the road, that very thing could be a stumbling stone. But hopefully in the midst of that, you'll see like, oh, man, God, I'm sorry. I've been reading my own press. 
take my mm. eyes off of all this that's been accomplished. I'm naked, I'm nobody, I mean, I'm your son. That's all that matters to me. You know, what's the next adventure? God, mm. what's the next battle to fight? What's the next thing to do with you? And that's what I live for. Mm. You know, and that's, I think, when we just live freshly. When we start looking at our own stuff, do we start? that's when we start getting old. Right? So age isn't what ages us. It's that decrepit, like, looking at our own successes and just getting stiff. Huh. That's why we're not limber. We're not warriors that can fight because we're just our eyes on Jesus and we're free of encumbrances. Wow, that's cool. Yeehaw. I want to ask one more question. Oh. If everybody's okay. Nope. No. No questions. Get out. Dang Leave it. Leave your house. That was your last question. <laughs> if everybody leaves your house. <laughs> um, actually, I heard a story at when we went to the Bethel Leadership Conference, Mason and Hannah and some friends, and there was this pastor in Europe that felt like God told him to start this church, and it started with 100 people, and it grew to 11,000 people in 10 years. Like, whoa, insane growth. Crazy. Mm-hmm. And then one day in his quiet time, he felt like God just told him to stop. Just stop the church. Just shut it down. <laughs> And so they did. Okay. <laughs> they just closed the church. Okay. And it's like, wow. Like, mm-hmm. like, and he said something that was super impactful that I'll probably never forget is if at any point you're unable to stop, you're mm-hmm. unable to celebrate, or you're unable to cry, you've missed something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? Like, that's and I think it just kind of alludes to like that intimacy that you are talking about with God. Because once you get in that kind of grind, you know, you start checking your emotions and it's like, I can't stop, won't stop, like I'm accomplishing so yeah. much. Yeah. And then Everything I can't even... dependent on me. Yep. This machine. Yep. And I'm not going to stop. Mm-hmm. And then I can't even celebrate because mm-hmm. the second I accomplish something, it's like there's four other things to accomplish. Mm-hmm. So it's like you just move on right away. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't even take time to really look at it and be grateful for what happened. And then you can't be upset or like cry when something doesn't work out because you just have so much pressure. I don't know, but I thought that was cool. Um, the other question I wanted to ask you, cause I feel like I'm constantly bouncing back and forth between schlepper and like maybe being called into mocker. <laughs> so that, that stuff is good um, to think about, but how do you like the article said, if you can keep your eyes open and not let your heart be hardened like how do you just schlep with like no end in sight <laughs> without letting your heart get hardened yeah i think like what i know. mean a couple of things have done bob sorge said whenever god wants to teach us something he puts us in a classroom when he wants to train us he puts us on the battlefield so understanding that training and teaching are two different processes that god uses in our lives and they each have their place we can learn by reading an article but then when we go out of the battlefield of our day-to-day life that's where we're actually going to have a chance to to put stuff into practice and get hit by road waves that we didn't know were coming right? sometimes you get trained before you got caught yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then it explains yeah, everything that happened to you what the hell is happening yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like so what that was <laughs> is it's totally that, right that here's a Jezebel yes. you're like what no, the what? that was the worse <laughs> that's exactly right so again god uses these and again he is willing to go with his standard of leadership 
God is willing to put way more time into developing a great leader than we ever would. You know what I'm saying? We're always looking for quick, like, dude, how quickly can, just read this article, do this thing, three weeks, three steps, 10 steps, five steps to a blah, 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 you know, all this stuff. And God's like, dude, it might take three years DJ junior achievement staring at Excel spreadsheets and realizing you suck at administration and you're terrible at it and you have 20-year-old girls bossing you around and you're a father of three, a 30-year-old man. You know what I mean? Just humiliating you. Like, Oof. Like, but I'm not done yet. Like, you're you're baking in the oven, and I'm not done with you. So it's not about like, oh, but what can I learn to accelerate? God's like, it's not about learning some magic formula that's going to get you out of this hellhole. It's just when I decide you're done. Like, so there's part. I mean, there's things we can do. Hmm. There's things we control, and we can be learning and doing, and obviously, you know, praying and all of those things, and being humble and teachable. But there's part of this equation that just is God being like, <laughs> I want you to, you know, like. What's the saying? Uh, the uh, until the morale improves, the beatings will continue. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so that's terrible. But sometimes God's like, yeah. "I'm going to leave you, Joseph, in this well until you actually like it. Until you figure out a way yeah. to sing a song in this well, or you know, plant a tree in the bottom of this muddy well, or whatever. Find some meaning." infuse don't look for like oh i'm looking for a place or a job or a or a season in my life that has meaning bring meaning to the season i'm at be like what's the meaning god that i can bring right here and now mm, is it yeah. the person in the next cubicle is it the person in the lunchroom is it this project is it my supervisor is it you know what i mean is it an idea is it blessing this company through a new system of communication and email you know whatever like how can i bring value and honor and dignity and meaning into right now where you have me. Dude, I think Daniel did that. Wow. Right? Serving each of the kings and even mm. as a young guy, teenager taken away from his country and being a, a foreigner and a, you know immigrant. And, but dude, he just gave himself to the Lord first, knew what he wasn't willing to compromise, but then gave himself to his leadership as much as possible. You know what I'm saying? To be a servant. Mm. And dude, God just blessed that. So there's a part of that that I think is just a time that when the oven bell goes ding, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, what, whoa, what? I'm no longer, I got promoted, what? That? And you know, believe it or not, I was in March of 2003 at Junior Achievement, Chamber of Commerce Building, downtown 15th and Market, across from PF Chains. And I'm early there, I'm kneeling in the conference room before anybody else got to the office, a bunch of cutthroat, it was a nonprofit, but it was cutthroat, corporate atmosphere, everybody's suits and ties. They didn't care, you know, they'd easily fire you as much as smile at you. And wow. I was on my knees, I was like, God, it's been two and a half years, I came here to Denver to start a church, I feel like you haven't backed me up in that, like you haven't brought in the money, you haven't brought a bunch of people like, oh my gosh, DJ Smith is starting a church. Well, let's go help him. A thousand people, why would I'm base? And you know, it was like, God, you literally are like letting me die on the vine here. And I feel like whatever, right? What did I ever do to you? Or, you know, it, all the pride and ego and resentment, mm. all that stuff. God was just like letting it boil out. <laughs> Finally in March of that year, I'm like, fine. I'm kneeling at the corner of this boardroom. Mm. Fancy, big, huge table. And I'm like, fine. I will be the best freaking senior program manager for junior achievement that, that I can ever be. Like literally if that's where, if I'm a failed church planter, if I'm a failed, you know what I'm saying, business person, I'm making 34,000 a year with a family of five in Denver, Colorado. Oof. Like I'm, you know, I can't afford to live. I, I, you know, I just feel like, I told my wife, I'm a failure in the eyes of God. I'm a failure in the eyes of man. Like I just, I have nothing. 
of success. But I'm like, fine, God. If this is where I am today, I will be the best program manager I can be. And I literally surrendered. I stopped fighting God. I was like, I, I give myself to junior achievement. If that is your will, then here I am, and I'm going to show up with all my heart and literally try to be great. You know, not be great, like ego great, like servant. Yeah. Wholehearted great of just, I am here to make this place successful and just bless it. And dude, that was March. By June, we got notification that the worship pastor had resigned at Jubilee. And by September, I was full-time making way more money, success, worship team of 30 people reporting oh. to me. I mean, just dreams fulfilled, open yeah. doors, mm. you know. And I'm like, wow, how did that, after two and a half years of fighting with the angel like Jacob, you know, tooth and nail all night long, mm. and then surrender, and then boom. You know, I wonder again, if he let, he's like, wow. Because even hearing that story, I think the immediate thing is like, okay, if I'm ever up against God, I just won't fight him. But he almost wants us to fight <laughs> oh, him he'll pick and me. then surrender. Like, he can pick a fight. I'll pick a fight yeah. with you. He'll pick a fight. And I was area. cussing God out of that box, mowing the lawn in our first house in Arapaho, yeah. close to where your parents lived. Yeah. Um, because I was like, you're not. I mean, I'm out here knocking on doors, whatever. Is it too hard for you to save five people or ten people or do a miracle and heal somebody or freaking mm. do something that you're supposed yeah. to do, God. I'm the church planner out here busting my ass. You're doing nothing. You're yeah. leaving me high and dry. Mm. And God was like, you done? Yeah. <laughs> no, no response. Okay. Like, All right. What else you got? I literally we felt like God was that. I was like, I'm not mad. I was like, I could be a, a heretic. I could be a cult leader and just based on my personality and teaching gift mm. attract more people than this. Like, without God. Yeah. Like, if God did mm. not exist, I would have a bigger church. Yeah. That just based yeah. on talent alone. Yeah. And charisma. Right. So I'm like, God is actively working against <laughs> me. Actively <laughs> stopping. You done? You done? Yes. <laughs> I can go all day until I surrender. So again, that mm. where it says in Hebrews... The word of God is living and active. It cuts between the 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 heart, the, the the bones and the marrow, the thoughts and intentions of the heart. In the eyes of the world, I was like, I'm a church planter. God has to bless this. Yeah. I have the I have the rights. God, you have to bless that people get saved, people get healed, and join a church. Therefore, haha, I'm gonna float that bubble to success. And God's like, excuse me, I'm gonna cut between what is my glory wow. and what is DJ Smith's glory. And I can just get right in there and be like, sorry. This out of this whole thing that you think looks so great, 85% is DJ Smith's <laughs> ego, and I'm gonna carve it right out of you. And not, I mean, I still, yeah. not like it's gone. Right, right, right. Still struggle, but I just mean, you're like, yeah. I weighed 600 pounds. <laughs> yeah, you actually see me. I was huge. Get this out. So God can fight us, and can He doesn't need. He's not in a hurry to have DJ Smith with a jersey on on his team. He's yeah. like, oh wait. Yeah. A lifetime if I have to, because you're going to do this my way. Like, I want you on my team, but it has to be my way. Yeah. You know, wow. The character and, the, and the, the brokenness, you know, to truly want my glory, which, dude. And then, you know, you're glad he does it afterwards. You're like, thank you that I'm not some mm. ego-centered, successful, bilingual church planter downtown relishing in how great I am mm. and how my talent brought this about. Mm. You know, how f stupid would that be? Yeah. to live a life so self-absorbed and so full of myself. You know, I'm like, thank you. You know, even though the moment it was, 
The worst. The worst. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that realization wow. only comes by time? That's or... the big question. I don't know, man. What does it take to finally break? Yeah. What does it take to finally hmm. to finally be like? Because like, we can get it here. Yeah. But when it's your thing, when it's your ambition, that God's like, nope, 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 and it's frustrating you, actively frustrating you, and keeping you from that. It's harder, you know what I mean? It's easy to talk about other people's stuff, but when it's my thing, I'm like, no, you did not, God. You did not get you in the way. I'm a mocker. Nah. Don't get between the mocker and his goal. Yeah. Hmm. And God's yeah. like, oh, I will get there. Yeah. You know, I can't because hmm. I love you so much yeah. that I have my eye on getting you all the way to mention to, to, to Christ-like servant leader who will multiply, who, who like a seed that goes in the ground and dies and then bears fruit. You know, that's the kind of leader I want you to be. Yeah. Not every pastor becomes that not every leader not every business person hmm. probably according to this article few percentage wise yeah. hmm. but I think God is you know yeah. willing to push us and I think he knows like if we ultimately will will give in he's probably like okay I'm gonna win this one because on the other side you're gonna thank me mm-hmm. on the wow. other side you're gonna be like thank you God like yeah. this is so much richer wow yeah you know, he wants mm-hmm. leaders with healthy hearts you know to your point mm-hmm. of how I forget how you asked it, but how do you stay fresh? How do you, how do you not let your heart be hardened? And again, guys, God wants you guys as as leaders, as husbands, as as businessmen. You know, He wants you to live with healthy hearts mm-hmm. and live a life that every day actually is better than the day before. And every every level you go with God is actually richer and more lush. It's not a ah, I knew it was too good to be true. Mm-hmm. Now it just we have to pretend. That's never. That's never. That's yeah. hard, man. It's mm. always like to come deeper, come higher. There's a new adventure. Mm. Yes, you might have to shed some stuff, stop a church, whatever, yeah. you yeah. know. But like, as long as you friendship with me is is the thing for you. Yeah. You know? And mm. like, it's coming sore, you know. Like, Sweet, what's next? What are we building? <laughs> what are you, like, I'm the ant on the yeah. elephant's back. Yeah. What are we building? Here? What are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> Kingdom. I get credit for this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so crazy that wow. like some of this was coming up and because this is a lot of that type of uh, conversation has come up in the last couple of weeks while I've been planning my message for this upcoming weekend and it's always it always keeps coming back to a very similar point that is like what I chose to preach about like two months ago and it like just now in the last couple of weeks like four or five conversations have come up that I'm like Wow, like that's exactly what I was <laughs> yeah. just reading. In the, like that's crazy. God you know? does like, just, that, like because he's been what he's been teaching me through it that I'm gonna be talking about. Just like it all depends on what your focus is on. You know, yeah. Like uh, when you when you focus on yourself or when you focus on sin or you focus on the law or whatever, that you lose track of loving others and you lose track of what we're truly called to and that true like freedom and blessing. You know, but when you focus on the spirit. That's when we're actually able to live out the true freedom and blessing that we're mm-hmm. that we're called to. So I just I don't know. I think it's crazy that like those things come up, you know, yeah. while I've you know been preparing this for a while. It's come up like four or five times in the last like two weeks. It's so cool. Yeah. Pretty awesome. I just want to say that last point you made about every day is better than the last, and like you have something to look forward to and the next adventure. Yeah. Like you just exhibit that so well, man. Yeah. Like every time I interact with you. Yeah. I'm literally like, 
what is going on in his head? Yeah. Like, how is he so? How is he? So, how does he have so <laughs> much joy? Like, <laughs> in many different ways. <laughs> so, but in the, in the in the good sense, in the good sense of that question. And like, man, it just seems like you go from joy to joy to joy, and like, it could be. I, I could know the behind the scenes of everything that happened in the church that week and it could be really hard, but you still just like, yep. you know, you take it on and you, you have the wisdom to know God's got it and you have that intimacy with him and you've cultivated it and it's just so life-giving. Like even in the most small conversations of about anything or even just the way you greet people, like mm. it's just, mm. you just live it, man. And I love you for it. <laughs> yeah. I love you for, for it. The opportunity to hang out with you guys, man. dude. Yeah, I'm just so glad you came. Honor for me to be able to even sow a little seed and share this time together, man. You guys are, you guys are on the path, and you guys are going places. And so, thank you guys for for caring about, you know, mm. about what God thinks or whatever. Just desiring wisdom, desiring yeah. to gain knowledge and understanding. And, because God will always reward that. And he will yeah. you big time. Do you mind praying for yeah, us? I'd love to. Father, thank you so much, God. Matter if I yeah. symbolically I'm laying my hands on all of you guys. Lord, thank you for these men. God, thank you. Lord, um, there's a group of men who, who care about uh, your honor, your truth, uh, your ways. And um, God, I just I know that you see their hearts and uh, you hear the questions they're asking and you hear the prayers that they're praying and you, uh, you see and you feel the longings of their heart and their desires and God, you're purifying, you're refining, you're establishing, you're molding hearts, you're giving them experience, you're giving them exposure to different things and even in the times when it feels just so frustrating and just like, oh my gosh, what is the deal? Lord, you're building, you're, you're, you're just laying brick upon brick, Lord, and character and building the stuff, the foundation that goes deep down into the ground that will be able to support, God, those tall buildings that everybody will see and nobody will necessarily know until they tell them, man, let me tell you about the, the, the seasons when God was, was going 10 stories underground and laying the, the, the pillars and laying the foundations. And, and so, God, just I, I pray for courage. I pray for, uh, for perseverance, for patience. I pray for joy for them. I pray for uh, uh, just incredible encounters with you, Lord, in, in their times, God, when they're able to, to set aside a few moments, God. I pray that their ears and their hearts would be ready to just uh, recognize your voice and, uh, and embrace it and wrap themselves around it, cling to it, uh, and live from it. God, bless mm. these men. Uh, just let the, the mighty fire of the anointing of heaven come upon them. Uh, reveal uh, clarity to them for their decisions and for the paths that you've chosen for each one. Just like you revealed yourself to Samuel through your word as he lived in the tabernacle with Eli and tended the, the candles and the, and the lights of, of the tabernacle. God, I just pray that you would reveal yourself to these men, that you would speak to them in the night. They'd recognize your voice, that they would know that you love them and you they're highly esteemed and highly favored in your eyes. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Cool.